Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of our Spotlight series. We are at the beginning of May, and so that means we're in Martial Arts Month. Uh, it's a very exciting time with some of our favorite films, and i uh, very excited about this. So I don't know if this actor is going to be our quote-unquote ambassador for this year, but Katie and I, we really love us some Donnie Yen. Uh, one of our favorites, so I know we have at least at least one more film after this one that we're going to go over, one with the boys, and then there's a few that we saw uh, while we were searching through the Donnie Yen collection that we are going to pick up and review, so we actually picked up a really good one, it actually released January 23rd of 2020, this one is very, very young, uh, just came out, but it is... Enter the Fat Dragon. So it's so good. You guys are going to love it. Yeah, this one, it, actually, fun fact, it is moderately based on the version from the 70s with Sammo Hung, another character, a person that I really, really love, uh, best friends with Jackie Chan. and But they talked about it, and they were like, it's not a clear remake of it, because, you know, it's modern day and stuff. That one's way back in the day. But... Uh, there are tons of nods to each of them, like both characters being gigantic fans of Bruce Lee, uh, copying a lot of things from him, and it's really cool stuff. This movie's awesome, so uh, this is the point where Donnie Yen is very big in other countries, and he's getting there in America. It's just sad that he's getting a little bit older. He doesn't look old and doesn't Not act like doesn't act like he's an old person, but he is getting up there in age. Uh, he looks amazing. So uh, this yeah. one's really, really good. So uh, just something like a real quick synopsis on it. Uh, he is a super cop. Uh, he's very tight-assed and wants to get the job done. Unfortunately for characters like that, that are always like, no matter what, I'm going to catch the bad guy. Usually things get broken. People get hurt along the way. Makes a lot of mistakes. Yes. So his higher-ups just sack him and sit him down and even though he's doing really good stuff out there uh he has to sit down and while that happens uh his life gets a bit shitty and he puts on some weight and it's donnie Yen in a fat suit <laughs> and then bad things happen again and he has to save the day and so he is a husky character still beating the shit out of people if anything his punches are probably a little more stronger because he's got weight behind it Instead of just straight muscle, it's like muscle and like fat. And so he is straight destroying people. And so it's him in, I think they're in J in Tokyo, but he's from Hong Kong. Well, and he ends up in Tokyo yeah. on a special assignment. Yes. And so it's him just trying to save the day and not mess it up even more because he's really good at, he's really good at breaking things. So uh, this movie, uh, not as graphic or crazy as his other films. Uh, people do get those shit kicked out of them and stuff. There's no crazy amount of blood. Like, people get cut and they show, like, the wound and stuff. But it's not wild or anything like that. It's not graphic. Honestly, this film is just about a the closest thing to a martial arts, like, family film. Yeah. There's a lot of silly things in it and stuff. He makes tons of jokes. And it it's really, really good. I, I would advise any anybody can watch this. And you'll be like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> uh, this movie is amazing so uh oh another fun fact there is a tiny nod to two other donnie yen films where he is a tight-ass cop that doesn't care who gets in his way to save the day uh one is flashpoint one of my absolute favorite donnie yen films because he adds mma fighting to his repertoire in his style and he is a lot of knees and like sweet ass elbows in the film and he suplexes people which is something you do, and I mean, I guess you can do it in MMA, but you probably kill a guy if you do it. But uh, it's really cool because apparently, the, the, the detective in that movie is Detective Ma. His his name in this movie is Fallon Jew, but they just say like, "Hey, you remember when I was like younger and I was like buff and I like fought that dude in that sweet ass field and stuff?" And they show scenes from that movie from Flashpoint, and I was like, "Wait, wait." Like, they're the same character? Like, that's so fucking cool. And then they show clips from another movie where he's a tight-ass cop. And they're like, yeah, and then I did that 
thing. I was undercover and I did this. And I'm like, oh, if he was undercover, then it would make sense why his name was different. So it's very silly. Uh, I know it's a joke, but in my head, that's canon. So he was uh, Detective Ma and then he transferred to Hong Kong and then got himself a fiance and then got fat. (laughs) And calmed down some because in Flashpoint, he is very grumpy. Uh, Yeah, a girl gets hurt. A little child gets thrown into the street, and he beats that man. I think he kills the guy. He beats him to death. So, uh, he right. he is a he's a very mean person. Sometimes uh, the movie is amazing. We will watch Flashpoint and review that at some point. I'm pumped. So, like always, we'll get through this. Uh, this one's 96 minutes, so it gets in and out for a martial arts film. That's an amazing time. Like you, you don't outstay your welcome with it. Other films that we've watched are probably. A little longer than that. Uh, I know we watched one that was like two hours and something. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was a Jackie Chan film, so it made us happy inside. But then I was like, dang, it's kind of long. But this one's an hour and a half. Gets the shit done. So uh, Fallon, as he says in the beginning of the movie, yeah, just like Jimmy Fallon. So this is very modern and stuff. Uh, he, Like I said, he's a, a uptight cop. He works out all the time. Uh, at the tip top of his like prime and he's anytime he sees crime he's just ready to go his fiance is an actress and she works on a tv show and she's like not the main character or like the secondary she's like third level so like bad stuff happens to her like there was some scene they were going over she like falls off a building but they didn't like film it like they they weren't ready because somebody kicked her off the building because she was kind of scared to do the jump and they're like, oh, you didn't even record. Why'd you do that? Go back up there and do it again. So uh, she's got all the poop parts in a lot of TV shows. And so his fiance, because they're taking uh, wedding photos that day. And she tells him, like, make sure you get your suit and, you know, stop being so crazy about your missions and, you know, yeah, you better your cases. Be here. Don't yeah. miss my shit. Don't, you missed enough. Basically. Yeah. Don't be late because you're always late for things that pertain to us. And he's like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'll on my be way. be there. I promise. Uh, unfortunately, as he's actually getting there, uh, he's at a bank and the bank gets robbed and like the lights go off and they got guns and stuff. And he just kind of smiles. He's like, sweet. <laughs> And he starts beating the shit out of people. And they get away, and he's chasing them down. There's this crazy car chase. Multiple cars are involved. Uh, He actually saves one of his friends that gets kidnapped. And he loses his glasses, but that doesn't mean anything in this world, apparently, because he still is just destroying people. And the car chase ends at the police department. He brought the bad guys to his friends at the police station. But he rammed the car all the way through the front door and pretty deep into the police station and almost runs over the chief. So the chief is very upset about this. Well, I mean, good reason. But I assume that Fallon is always destroying stuff. And so he's like, God damn it, you know. So they sit him down and he is actually in the like basement, I guess. Yeah, uh, he's dealing with um, the evidence and evidence stuff. Room. Yeah. So they sit him down there because he's in trouble and he's destroyed enough. And so he's down there and he's doing his job. And he starts to eat a little bit more. While this is happening, uh, his fiance is very upset because he wasn't where he was supposed to be. And he's like, but you don't understand. I was taking care of saving my friends. They could have died. And then she's kind of like, well, it seems like they... Are there no other cops? Yeah. Like, the other cops could have handled it. Yeah. But unfortunately, in action films, ma'am, Chloe is her name. Unfortunately, in, in action films... There are no other cops that can do this. It, this line comes up in Die Hard multiple times. That's why his like marriage did not work because Holly didn't understand. And he says it in the third or no, the fourth film with Justin Long. He tells him he's like, "I don't look for these problems. They, they just, just find me. Yeah, they just appear in front of me, and for some reason, I'm the only one that can do it. I can I'm the only one that can stop it. And it's like these crazy things. It just gets wilder and wilder. He's like, I just blew up a helicopter." Or a jet with a car. He's like, no other cop does that kind of shit. He's like, I don't understand why it happens. But it's... Like, this isn't a normal cop thing. But it just <laughs> keeps happening to me. And I can't not do it. Like, I can't not take care of these things. Yeah, right? It's like, in my face. He's like, I have to. So, uh, it's a really cool problem that a lot of heroes have. And it's really cool that they brought it up. And in this movie, they bring it up again. So, Fallon, he's like, I have to, you know? I can't 
not help people when there's issues pop up. So, Chloe, uh, I guess they do break up. It seemed like they were on a break, but it seemed like she kind of ended it. Yeah. And so he is very down about this, still working out at this point. And while he's riding his bike with uh, one of his buddies, another cop, he hits like uh, like a manhole cover that wasn't on right. Because he's talking about like, well, people can't just take a break because if people that work on roads take a break, then roads fucked up. And, or if like the gardening, it, people have to keep working. And so yeah. he's, you know, which is a really good mindset. You, everybody can't just. Mindset yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it's. For the type of hero that the world needs, it's like, that's what that's how they think, which is really sad. So while he's writing, it's saying, like, I can't stop. I have to keep working hard. He hits the manhole cover so the road workers didn't do their job right, and he breaks his leg. And so he is indefinitely down. can't really work out as much as he wants. So he spends his time watching Bruce Lee films and other things, too. He keeps watching his, why like... why wouldn't you? He keeps watching his fiance's shows. He keeps up with it. And she's actually getting... Better at acting. Yeah, and better, like, jobs in shows. And so he's proud of her. He's watching her on TV, going to award shows and stuff. Ex-fiance. Yeah. And so I was like, oh. But he never gets to the point where he's, like, crying sad. He's just like, oh, good for her. But you can see he's kind of down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, But then, unfortunately, time goes by and he puts on weight. Because all he's doing is, like, you know, he's not chasing bad guys anymore. He's just putting evidence up and he's eating snacks. Because the snack machine is right next to his, like, chair. So he keeps eating snacks. And keeps eating snacks. And then time goes by, and our boy is, he's a thick one. He's a thick boy now. Yep. (laughs) And he still seems to be capable for a lot of things. But fortunately, uh, yeah, he's just a big boy now. Uh, His cop friend actually goes up in a couple of roles. And so now he's in charge of things. And so he gets Fallon to do a undercover job because... Uh, since he hasn't been around for a while, a lot of bad guys don't know his face and he's chunky now. So it's, he looks a lot different, Yeah. but he has to, uh, what's the word? Not be a chaperone. What's the other kind of word like that? I don't babysit, but more official. Chaperone would be the proper yeah, word, I guess. Chaperone sounds like a little kid, you know, walking him up. Hey, it's fine. So in escort? the escort, there we go. Escort. That's that's see, that's the official level of it. So in the super duper fight he had it with multiple cars and stuff, one of the guys was in the accident. It's like his brain is bad now, so he can't remember anything. And so he's like, "Well, he won't know your face, and you're different looking now." But I need you to take him all the way to Tokyo and drop him off with some other cops. It's like you can do that. It's easy. I don't have any other people that can do this right now, and it'll be easy for you. Just do this and that. And then I'll be able to get you back on the force. And he's like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, I'll do whatever. So he heads to Tokyo. And he picks up a... He's like a detective? Yeah, he's another cop. Like a Tokyo detective. Yeah. And then a translator is in the car. And uh, it gets crazy at this point. Because the detective, like uh, the brain dead guy, is like he's got to go poop. Because he like blows up the... The car and so they're like oh my god he shit himself and so uh the other cop uh moves him over to the toilets in this like uh, rest stop and then this dude comes in with a knife and just tries to stab him up and then the dude runs off it's crazy so he is on the run people are trying to kill him before evidence gets out for something at this point it's a big question mark uh basically we know that the guy with amnesia knows something uh, and it's got to be something serious because these, what is seemingly the Yakuza are after him. Yeah, 100%. And, <laughs> and he's he's in some shit. We don't know what it is because he can't remember anything and we haven't seen anything yet. But he knows something and the Yakuza are after him. Yes. So Inspector Endo is his name. Uh, he's uh, actually, he's like an inspector is a couple of levels up. But yeah. Uh, so Fallon's chasing the guy down because he's running away and he hops on the back of a, like a semi, naked at this point because he took all his clothes off to poop, I guess. Some people do that, but, uh, he's... He's struggling with amnesia and a serious <laughs> traumatic brain injury, yeah. so, like, <laughs> you can't judge him too much for not pooping like a normal adult. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. So they actually lose the guy. He's he he scoots off naked as the day is long. Uh and Fallon goes to the uh Tokyo police department and they're like, Well, you know, he's only been gone for a little bit. We'll find him tomorrow and stuff. And it's like, you well, you can head back home if you want. And he's like, no, I want to stay because I want to make sure this gets fixed. I can help. And so the whole time, he's trying his best to look for the guy. And then you find out later that the inspector actually caught him. And then he doesn't send him to the police department. He sends him off to some bad people. And they are grilling him in front of a wall as they throw baseballs at his head and his body, his naked body. And he's like, well, where's the tape? Where's the tape? And he's like, I don't know who you are. And so he's like, I don't know what you want. And then the karate guy comes in and just super drop kicks him. And he's pissed off. And he's like, we got to find that tape. And so you're like, oh, holy shit. What's happening? The next day, hey, they found the naked guy in the harbor, dead, with cocaine in his system. And they're like, well, open shut case, Fallon. Like, he did drugs and fell in the water. And Fallon's like, but his body's got all these, like, marks on him. Like, yeah, we're just was... going to ignore all these fucking baseball-sized bruises right? that are all over him? Like, someone was beating him really and, bad. And the fact that he was just, like, super traumatic brain injury messed up yesterday. Like, yeah. how did this man come across drugs? How did he manage to get drugs? How did he put drugs in his system? Like, it's not... Yeah. It's not a thing that someone who now has, like... A childlike mind would be able to deal with. Yeah, it's an absolute mess. But the inspector's like, no, you're good, man. You can head home. Like, we did it. Thumbs up. Good job. Like, even though, you know, I mean, he got him here, I guess, but he's dead. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, But Fallon's upset. There's a reason that he was in the harbor dead with punches and baseball marks on his body. And so him and former inspector... Of the Hong Kong Police Department, Thor, which is such a silly name, uh, Thor, they do some investigating. Thor is very disillusioned with cops, and he tells Fallon that the Hong Kong cops are shitty, bro. Like, oh, no, no. Uh, he was with Hong Kong, but he's in Tokyo now. Sorry. The Tokyo cops, he tells them, like, Tokyo cops are terrible, and they all are yeah, paid off. There's some shady shit happening in the Tokyo Police Department. Yeah, and he's like, you won't be able to get stuff done here. And Fallon's like, no, it's, you know, we got this. It'll be okay. We got it. We got it. So they actually go into the amnesiacs. Amnesiacs? Amnesian? Amnesiac. 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 Yeah. Amnesiac. There you go. Yeah, it sounds wrong still. <laughs> uh, they head into his apartment uh, after a situation with a fake-ass dog. It was such a weird fake dog <laughs> they have to fight off. Yeah, Donnie ain't getting bit by a real dog. I know, I know. He's too it was, big. It was so super fake, but... It was real for like a minute. Yeah. Like, it was a real dog, and then it was very clearly a stuffed dog. Yeah. But like it was funny. Like, hand. this movie's meant to be funny, so yeah. it made complete sense. Yeah. <laughs> so they find a tape. And, oh, actually, they find a phone. Yeah, they find another phone. And so he's like, well, uh, Thor's like, I know a kid. He can help us with the electronics and we can figure out what's on this. And so this is probably the reason that that dude is dead. So they head back into Tokyo and uh, Thor, he is in love with a lady named Christina. And so she's a restaurant owner in Shinjuku. That's where they are. Shinjuku? Tokyo. A really sweet ass restaurant. And but she owes money to the yakuza, and they come in one night, and they're like, "Pay up!" And she's like, "I don't have the money, and you just chased out a very big group. I could have used to pay you with." If I believed everything in movies, I would believe that everywhere in Japan is run by the yakuza. Every restaurant in Japan is mm-hmm. <laughs> is run by the yakuza, because that's what the movies make it seem like. Like yeah. I know it's not like that, of course. Don't at me people of japan i'm very sorry but it does seem like that in a lot of uh like martial arts films that is that's the plot (laughs) well the yakuza is one of the easier bad guys to use just like in america films like we always like using nazis and stuff it's just easy or russians or no in the 90s action movies it was always russians and stuff so in the early 2000s it was all like middle eastern terrorists yes yeah so, certain, I don't know what America, a lot of our bad guys, quotation mark, really shitty, like, like versions that we make up, because 
Americans, we have shitty ideas of what bad guys are. Well, because we don't want to admit what a real bad guy in America is. Yeah, you're right. It's just like a white guy with a gun. Yeah. So. So, in this movie, the Yakuza are everywhere. You can at me about that. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Come <laughs> at me. So, in this movie, Fallon comes in and he actually saves the day, quotation mark. Uh, but everything's broken. And so, Christina's like, thanks for your help. My restaurant's busted. Now I can't even, like, pay them. Now I can't do anything. Yeah. So, thanks. And Fallon's like, I'm sorry. All I know how to do is hurt. <laughs> hurt yeah. and break. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's kind of like the Hulk in that way. Like, he's not he's not aware of what he's doing around him. And he has no... Like, a lot of... In superhero movies, uh, you'll see... Well... In the cartoon superhero movies, the ones that are more canon to the comics, um, you'll see the really overpowered superheroes be very careful of their surroundings because they don't want to hurt other people and they don't want to hurt, you know, they're trying to minimize damage all around. Like trying not to destroy buildings, trying not to hurt random civilians. And, you know, the Hulk is the opposite of that. Just smash everything, destroy everything. It doesn't fucking matter as long as I... Like, my goal is to hurt this one guy, and that's what I'm going to do. So, who if you get in my way, like, big fucking deal. And that's very much Fallon's character in this movie. He's like, uh, you were in the way of my dropkick, so sorry about your chest. Like, right. <laughs> he just, like, doesn't give a fuck about the, his surroundings, and he's more concerned with beating the bad guys than he is about taking care of the property that's around him. Yes. Uh, so, after this, uh, he's starting to realize that he's kind of got some heavy hands, but, you know, he can't stop because there's Literal a, heavy hands because he's fat. Right? Uh, but there's a bigger issue to this, and he actually sees his ex-fiance in town because she's actually working on some show, and then she's like some ambassador for the, she doesn't know this, but they're the Yakuza. And he tells her multiple times, he's like, those are the bad guys. She's like, stop this. You're trying to ruin shit, and I don't really trust you right now. And so, uh, you know, she's in deep soon enough. But uh, Thor and Fallon, they just cut a swath of damage through Tokyo, just breaking anything they can. They're at a fish, like, market, and they are driving a (laughs) a pallet jack. Uh, Fallon doesn't, I mean... Thor doesn't realize that it's coke inside a fish. So that's what they were doing. They are shipping fish into Tokyo, but they fill their bodies full of cocaine so they can get them in easy because no one's checking the fish unless they, you know, they pay people off. And so you find out on the tape, the amnesiac was a porn film director making some weird stuff. You know, like I said, this is kind of a kid's film or family film. Uh, <laughs> So like the chick is like a mermaid, and she was she was holding some a dolphin. And I guess it was weird. As it well. got weird, and so he hears weird sounds, and he starts recording the guys. Uh, he records on the camera he has, and then he trades it over to his phone. But the dudes are stuffing the fish full of drugs, and then they're like, "Hey, what are you doing over there?" And he's like, "Oh, gotta go." So they're chasing around because he's got some really good evidence on him. So Thor is coked up at this point because he got hit in the face with some cocaine. So he's riding a pallet jack, just spinning it, just destroying people. And Fallon is riding on the front of it, destroying and kicking people. And so they crash into a um, ceremony the Yakuza, the higher-ups, are doing. And uh, Fallon's ex-fiance is there. And he's like, those are the bad guys, pointing at the people in charge. She's like, that's my boss, man. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, they're fucking bad. Like, quit it. And no one's like trusting this man because he just drove through like a fucking wall and there's bad guys every or there's people trying to swing on him and it it's crazy but you know what i mean it sometimes before the truth gets out everybody looks crazy so the uh chloe's boss realizes the uh was it benny i think benny is the guy's name so uh benny realizes that Fallon, the guy they're looking for, is like, hey, that chunky dude keeps breaking stuff. Like, what's his fucking issue? So they realize Chloe's involved with him. And he's like, oh, oh, you know the big boy. And she actually saw him kill his grandpa because he was in charge of the Kuza. And he didn't want to, like, give power over or any of his money. And he's like, no, I'm not ready to retire. And he's like, you should quit and let me be in charge. And he's like, no. 
And he's like, well, I'll just kill you. And then the guy's lost his mind at this point because he don't care. He kills his grandpa. And Chloe walks in and is like, hey, you guys want some apple sauce? Oh, my God, he's dead. And, she, and he's like, I, you can't leave now. You've seen too much. So he sends a message to Fallon because Fallon at this point is ready to, ready to quit and leave because he actually met up with Chloe before and there was an earthquake. Because he told her, he's like, I'm done being a cop. I just want to be with you and finish our relationship. She's like, that's awesome. Earthquake happens. People are hurt. First thing he does, he looks at her. He eyes her up and down to see if she's all right. Doesn't say, are you all right at first? He just looks at her, goes to other people. And he's like, are you fine? Everybody good? Then he goes back to her. He's like, you okay? And she's like, you can never give this up because this is. This is what you're supposed to do. You're you, too good of a cop. You're yeah. too good at helping people. Yeah, you found the thing you're supposed to do in life. She's like, I can't stop you from doing that. And so they're like, yeah, it's probably really over at this point. And Fallon's like, I'm going to go home. <laughs> He's like, I've done, I've broke too much here. So he gets a, a message from the bad guy saying like, hey, we have your girlfriend. And if you want to, don't want to see her fall off the top of Tokyo Tower, Get your fat ass over here with the evidence. And he's like, okay. And so he gets there and he is fighting so many people and scrapping and stuff. He's fighting the entirety of the Yakuza. Yeah. Like. <laughs> uh, it's really cool. He gets up to the top and he gets shot. But apparently it, the bullet got slowed down by his fat. They made a joke about it. He's like, it didn't go that deep. <laughs> so he's still fighting like it didn't hurt at all. Uh you find out before he got there, he just put the evidence online everywhere on social media. The kid did it. Yeah. So they put the evidence everywhere in the world before he got there. So just in case he died, this whole plan is going to be up in smoke. And so... The kid was not playing around. Yeah. The little kid was super smart. Yes, he was. And so Fallon is in here fighting and his like fiance gets into the fight too. It's really, really cool. So he's like... Grabbing her, swinging her around, making her using her as a weapon, and then she swings a couple times. It's a really cool scene, and they're both like teaming up, and they look at each other like, "Let's do this." Uh, it ends up on the outside of the Tokyo Tower, and Fallon's fighting the the last boss, and he has nunchucks, and he's really really good with them. And they're swinging, jumping around. Yeah, I need more movies where Donnie Yen just fucking destroys. People yeah, he uses nunchucks. Nunchuck. Like... Nunchucks are deadly, man. They're so cool. Uh, the translator from before uh, realizes that that inspector was a bad guy. He gets hit by a car. So Karma comes and bites him in the booty. And so she comes up to help out Fallon with the helicopter. And he's like, hey, the police are everywhere. Put your hands up. Uh, along with his buddy from Hong Kong. And so they're both there in the helicopter. She's not good at flying a helicopter. This, she only got her license yesterday. So she's like just... Getting distracted. Spinning around and it's stalling and the guy like is dying inside. He actually blacks out for a couple of seconds and just gives up on his body because he assumes they're about to die. They do this like nosedive and he's like, we're going to crash. And he's like, oh, oh, and just just leaves his body for a little bit. And so it's really cool seeing the blades of the helicopter keeping the guys like at a crouch as they swing at each other. And so they can't kick anymore. It, it's really good. The, the final fight is amazing stuff. Donnie Yen doesn't really get hit that much in this movie. And usually in martial arts movies, the hero's going to get busted up before the final fight. Or they're really tired. In Jackie Chan films, he's always worn out. Because he, at any point, he's fighting at least seven people. Running around, throwing stuff at him. Just has to keep moving. He has to keep moving. He can't just stand still and swing. Because he'll get beat up. Because seven guys. But in this movie, Donnie Yen doesn't ever really seem like he's in peril so they usually have to put people... I kind of think that's on purpose because of his age. Yeah. And it, it seems like they have to put people in the situation that could get hurt. And he's like, don't hurt her. And so that's his weakness. And so in this movie, it's clearly... Or it's just because Donnie Yen is a fucking hard ass. Yeah. It could be any of these things. Yeah. So the bad guy gets properly destroyed. They are beating the shit out of this guy. And everything's fine. And so we get some cool pictures at the end. The translator and his buddy from Hong Kong, they actually get together and they're like like training to fight and she like knocks him out in a picture. So Fallon and Chloe, they get married. That's really Yay. cute. And he's still a bit chunky in the picture. I think he was getting thinner. He wasn't as big as he was. Uh, but she didn't really care. 
because uh, it's funny. One scene, the bad guy, uh, he's like, all right, how could you even love this like fat tub of lard? And she's like, what are you talking about? Don't he looks great? Don't like, you little toothpick? And they're like, yeah, he is really skinny. They're like a little toothpick. He's like, shut up. <laughs> he gets real mad at them. Yeah, that was great. I love that she defended him. His like dad bod. I fucking loved it. Yeah. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. I love it. This this movie is amazing. I love me some Donnie Yen. This Absolutely. one was really good. It's He's so good. This is the least serious film I've seen from him, and I really enjoyed it. He's really good at it. But there's a couple more we've it's seen. His least serious character, for sure. Yes. Oh, I. but I've seen films where it's like, he's fucked up at the end. Blue, oh, yeah. Looking crazy, and he's like, oh, my well, God. I mean, him at the end of Star Wars. like. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. There are more serious films where he does not look good at the end. Oh, yeah. But this one, he looked fine. He I mean, he took a bullet, but apparently it didn't hurt. Fucking in it, man. He was just fucked up every time. Right? He took a bullet at the end. They were like, hey, he beat that guy. Pop, pop. <laughs> he just goes down. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, but no, no, this this movie is amazing. Uh, it's really cute. So, in, Into the Fat Dragon. If you have a chance, check it out. It's really, 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 really good. Okay. So, Katie, who's your favorite character in Into the Fat Dragon? Oh, it was Fallon. Easily. Donnie Yen's character was fantastic. He was just funny enough or just, I don't know. Donnie Yen is so good at everything. Um, I follow him on all the social medias and the man can sing. He can dance. He can act. He plays piano. He's just incredible. Like all around fucking amazing dude. And... His performance in this was fantastic. He finally got to flex his comedy chops, which yeah. I, we'd never really seen before in very many of his films. Because um, all the other comedy that he gets to do in other martial arts films are just like, uh, oh, you know, I see what you did there. That was kind of weak. Ha ha ha. Like kind of just jabs at like the physicalness of whatever martial art they're doing. And it's not really like trying to be super funny. And in this one, he definitely was, and it was really fucking good. There's one more movie where he is playing a substitute teacher or something. We're going to watch that one later this month. But uh, that looks to be very similar along the lines of this one with him getting to be comedic. And it was just wonderful. He was so good at it. And him just... In this film, he, like, portrays... Or his character, like, loves... um, Bruce Lee and he keeps like every time he's alone in his apartment he's watching Bruce Lee films and there's a bunch of callbacks to Bruce Lee films in this at different at different points you know he makes different poses like he specifically thinks out like his outfit that has to do with Jackie Chan or with Bruce Lee I mean and he specifically like when he's doing the nunchucks he's imitating Bruce Lee like move for move yeah at a point <laughs> and you know it comes up several times where the people are like oh you think you're the new bruce lee or you think you this and that and it's just fantastic because it's it's all around funny because of how he's portraying it but also like second level meta shit because donnie yen is most famous for his portrayal of Ip man who was bruce lee's teacher and it's just fucking full circle on Donnie Yen's career, getting to play this huge Bruce Lee fan, which I'm sure Donnie Yen actually is in real life, because oh, who isn't sure. a giant Bruce Lee fan? Um, where he And then he also, you know, got to play Ip Man, who was Bruce Lee's teacher. It's just, it was fucking cool, and he was so great in this film. Yeah, yeah Fallon. Fallon was really good. Like I said, it's hard not to pick Donnie Yen when he's in a movie, just like in Rogue One, he was one of my favorites. Actually, him and his buddy, they were really good together because it's just, you know, Donnie Yen was the quiet, like, calm ones, like, hey, it'll all work out. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? There's like ATATs out there. Like, we're going to die. And he's like, trust in the force. He's like, I don't do that. You do that. And it's just, that's what you need. You need the loud and the quiet. And so it worked out. I actually liked his fiance, too, Chloe. So anytime they were together, they were really funny. Uh, third act, Chloe's really good, especially when she realized Fallon was there to save her. And it's like, oh, this is what he does like for people. Now I'm on the receiving end of him saving my life. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I've been kind of an asshole to him being like, hey, make sure you're here on time. He's like, I just saved like 100 people. 
And it's like, well, you were late, so I'm mad. It's like, this is what he does. And, and Yeah, she was finally understanding of his career. Yeah. And so that was really cool to see them together and then just her defending him and doing moves with him and stuff. That was really cool. So I, it was pretty awesome. But yeah, Fallon. No, that's easy. So uh, who is your least favorite character? Um, My least favorite character was the Hong Kong Police Department. Yes. The entirety of the Hong Kong Police Department. This man, he's very much a John McClane. At the beginning of this film, uh, Otis kind of brought up Die Hard a minute ago or a little while ago, and he very much is that same policeman. Like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to save the people that need to be saved, to capture the bad guys. Like, sorry if there's some collateral damage to buildings or businesses or whatever along the way. And, you know, in Die Hard, John McClane kind of gets rewarded many times over and over again for this you know huge destruction of property like he blew up nakatomi tower basically and just like (laughs) here's the promotion um but (laughs) fallon in this one just gets shit on by the police department like they do not give a fuck that he saved the day saved all these people you know he saved his partner or, you know, one of his partners and he stopped the bank robbers from getting away and did all these different things. They don't give a fuck. Like, you crashed into the police department and almost hurt the chief. Like, fuck you, demotion. And we're going to promote your friend who had nothing to do with this bank robbery, but he's going to get a promotion. Yeah. And they kept, like, this was over and over and over again. They talk about how this had happened between the two friends. Like Fallon kept getting like demoted or in trouble where his friend kept getting promoted on the tails of whatever Donnie, like amazing accomplishment Donnie had done. And Donnie kind of took it in stride or Fallon's character took it in stride and was like, you know, you deserve this, you know, very supportive of his friend and not, he was never sad on himself, but the, the Hong Kong, he should have been because the Hong Kong police department fucked him over so many times. Like, yes, he should have been reprimanded, I guess, for like destruction of property, but not like you're demoted all the way down to evidence room. You're not allowed to be a real cop anymore. Yeah. Like the way they just, it was just so over the top and unnecessary. And they were all dicks to him for being the amazing like super cop that he was. So Fuck the Hong Kong Police Department. And the Tokyo Police Department. They were all fucking shady and wound into the fucking Yakuza too. Fuck them all. <laughs> yeah, so my least favorite character was the Tokyo Police Department. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> uh, they were just poop. And so there's a spot where Fallon, when he saves, quotation mark, saves the restaurant lady. And Thor, from being like chopped up, and he swings on like 20 dudes. The cops get there and he's like, cool, the cops are here. They're going to arrest all these motherfuckers because they're just out in the street laid out. And then the cops wake him up and they're like, get out of here, you scamps. And they're like, bye. And they just leave. He's like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, man, they're in cahoots. Like, nothing can get done here because the cops are involved. And he's like, ah, shit. And so he very much understands he can't really trust any of those cops. And there's a scene when the inspector is like talking and he catches on really quick to the point where the inspector's like, okay, I mean, the dude's dead. He's like, but you're not going to investigate why his body's so busted up and stuff? He's like, no, no, he died because of the drugs. And he's like, oh, you're, oh, you're, you're in dirty. on it. Yeah, you're he dirty. says it real quick, and I'm like, dang, he caught on quick. He's like, no, you, you're part of this. I can't talk to you anymore. So, so yeah, and all of those poop cops, they're poop. They're poop for a reason. So, uh, yeah, they're my least favorite. Okay, seven-word synopsis. Uh, Fat Donnie Yen out here looking awesome. He was fighting. He fought normal. Like, I don't know how much weight that fat suit was with our technology these days and age. It probably wasn't that much on him. Probably felt like him wearing, like, some thick-ass jackets. So he was out here doing normal moves. Normal just full-body drop kicks on people. Even if it was heavy, Donnie Yen is just, like, you know, 180 pounds of pure muscle. True. (laughs) Couldn't have been more than, like, 20, 30 pounds, honestly. if it was 50 pounds, would he even notice it? Like, not Don, really. Donnie Yen's strong as fuck. <laughs> you know, Donnie Yen was He's shredded. Awesome in this movie. He, 
He's a 50-something-year-old man, and he is shredded as fuck. Like, yeah. Uh, it was, he'd be just fine. It was really cool seeing Fallon just destroy people. There were a couple of spots where he would, like, punch or kick somebody. I'm like, yeah, damn. Like, oh, yeah. Make you grimace real quick. Oh, yeah, I'm he, like, like, kicked a dude in the, chest, in the chest, and he, like, flew through, like, a fucking glass window that was, like, a full six feet away from them. I was like, god damn, Donnie Ann. Yeah, so, damn. yeah, he, he was great. Okay, you? Uh, okay, I have two. I said, uh, Fat Donnie Yen could still get it. Yeah. And the Yakuza had their dicks in everything. Yes, they did. <laughs> they really did. Yes. Like many martial arts films from China, the Yakuza tend to be the bad guy. The Japanese are the bad guys in their films. They're, you know, the terrorists, quote unquote, that we would see in American films typically tends to be japan and same in japanese films china tends to be the bad guys they just like go back and forth with the bad guys and in this film the yakuza had just their feet in every aspect of tokyo they were like infiltrated the entire police department they had all this entire district of businesses on lockdown because they were all run by the yakuza and owed money to the yakuza and it was just insane <laughs> oh was that the second that's a, that's oh the second. yeah you said the other one really fat fast Don- yeah. fat donnie Yen could still get it yeah okay this film came out january 23rd 2020 uh so remembering i know you probably already had a price down but just remember they were finishing this film up and when it came out pandemic stuff was happening mm-hmm. so what price, or how much do you think the box office was? There was no real way to find out the budget for it for some reason. No. It got weird, but uh, what, what do you think the budget was? $40 million. Uh, It's probably reasonable, honestly. Uh, but let me see if I can look real quick. But from what I saw, it was really hard to find stuff. There. Where? Up. Right there. That's box office. That's what you asked me. Oh. Oh, okay. Sorry, I said budget. <laughs> but that works, too. So... Like I said, the box office for this film uh, in America, I guess, or it might have been all of it, because a lot of films, when this pandemic was happening, things just kind of... Actually, this was a little before. Well, this was... No, this was... In January of 2020, released in China, this was at the start of it. Because it had already started in China at the the time. Oh, yeah. Because we got it and locked down in March... So it was. It had already been a thing in Hong Kong. Had already spread to the United States. So we just didn't go into lockdown until March. So yeah. So yeah. it it's it sucks. But this film would have done a lot better. Hundred percent. Had it been really released, released uh, a year later or two years later. Yeah. Not Whatever. How many ever months we are away from Japan? From Jesus, January twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so a year and change. Like, a year and a half. If they had waited until this summer to release it, oh, I feel like this yeah. movie would have made so much more money. With how movies are doing are now finally with streaming like, and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, everything's being streamed and things are finally opening back up. Like, movie theaters are kind of, at least in some areas, movie theaters have been okay to open up. And it's just, I don't know. I'm sad for all the movies that came out in the last year. Like, all anything that was released in 2020... There's like, you have to put an asterisk next to it yeah. and how much money it made and things like that because there's no real way to tell how much money any of these movies could have made because things had to rely and be released solely on streaming so that they could be seen. Things had to be released. Things were just released for free. Things were delayed a year and change or two years or three years, Black Widow. Like, we're looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there's no real way to tell how these movies would have done had there not been a global pandemic that just shut the whole world down. Yeah. But I can tell you this, Otis and I for sure would have gone and seen this in the theater had we not been in a pandemic. Like, 100%. The cover of this movie, like the poster of this movie is Donnie Yen in the Bruce Lee yellow jumpsuit. Is fat Donnie Yen in an orange or a yellow Bruce Lee jumpsuit. Sold. I don't have to know the title of this movie or what's supposed to happen in this movie or anything about it. That image alone sold me on this film. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I was 100% in. This film, the price is, it's, it sucks, but the box office actually made 38561 Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, but I'm just thinking, I don't think any of these films are like, oh, man, that's so terrible because this movie's bad. I'm like, no, it's a good movie. It's just the world got weird. So, yeah. and I think they understand that too. Hopefully, when things get better, I don't know how it is in, in like, like uh, in Hong Kong or wherever this came out. I don't know how it is now. I thought they were in like a second wave. Right now, so it's it's probably gonna be a little bit before like theaters are really opened up and stuff. And I could see Danny in just or the company doing this, just like man, just put on some streaming thing. Just yeah. like how much you want to do? You want to do sixty bucks? Like no, nah, man, just put on a streaming thing. They're not worried about this because they know Danny in is a good name and he can make money. Obviously, because he's in five billion films in other countries. Yeah. So they know he is a hot commodity. So I'm just, I just think that it sucks. For this film, but yeah, there's tons of films I watch. That Godzilla versus King Kong, uh, the money is probably not right in that film, obviously because a lot of people just streamed it. And HBO was doing it for free, you know. It's not like Disney where they were like, no, nah, you gotta pay like forty bucks, chief. Well, you had to pay for the HBO Max streaming service. True. So there, they did have an influx of subscribers to True. watch Godzilla so they, versus Kong, yeah, and so they to did watch, get some money from it, and to watch Mortal Kombat, like yeah. both of those movies. But yes, their their general release was definitely didn't make as much money because oh, you yeah. think about what HBO Max. I'm assuming cost ten. I don't know how much I pay because AT and T gives it to us for free. Thank yeah. God. But, you know, it's like a regular streaming service, so it's within 10 or $15. Yeah, nothing um, crazy. So you paid 10 or $15 to get HBO Max, and you got to see Godzilla vs. Kong and Mortal Kombat for Snyder that. Cut. For that, and the Snyder Cut for those low, low price of $15 a month. And that all came with, out within a month. So each one of those movies are only getting not even $5 worth of your... <laughs> Yeah. Your your money, your subscriber money, um, and to think, you know, you'd pay upwards of ten to fifteen dollars, depending on where you live, to go see it in the theater for one ticket. Like, shit's wild. Like, yeah. movies would have made all the movies in yeah. the last year and a half would have made so much more money. Yeah, if they so had been released. Yeah, to, you know, if we were in a not pandemic world. Yeah. So last year, this year, honestly, I would put it up to like twenty twenty two. I wouldn't really count money financially for any film because it's going to be weird. Uh, that's the same thing with Dune. They don't want to put Dune out with the streaming stuff like the, the what, Dennis Villanueva? Mm-hmm. Villanueva. Yeah, he's like, no, I want this in theaters because he knows this mo- movie can make a ton of money. Hopefully it yeah. ain't shitty. But well, it's the same with Black Widow. That's yeah. why Black Widow's been Just delayed. Just holding up because they're like, no, forever. we want this in the theater. Because Black Widow was supposed to come out in 2019 uh it like late 2019 november 2019 and they delayed it for i think there had to be like reshoots or something yeah something towards the end of towards the end of like right about the time when it was supposed to be released or like a month or two before it was supposed to be released they had to do reshoots or something happened but they pulled they pushed it and they were going to take the next marvel release slot which was going to be like march 2020 and then pandemic hit america and everything shut down and they're like okay well we're gonna push it to june 2020 you know everyone stays inside for two weeks we'll you know everyone wears masks when they have to go out they never they don't leave their house everything will be fine we'll be back to normal in june that's when we'll push it to gets pushed to june people fucking around in america we're still in pandemic gets pushed to then they pushed it to like november again like a full six months because i think that was the next like big marvel release yeah so at that point it would have been a full year from when black widow was supposed to come out and then they were just like we're still in a pandemic so can't do that (laughs) so then they pushed it again they're like okay well maybe we'll be hopeful we'll do it for you know march of 2021 or february of 2021 we'll hope and it'll be you know beginning of the year we'll hope Everything's, you know, it's starting to die down in November. We'll kind of see where it goes. Guess what? Still in a fucking pandemic. Yeah. So now Black Widow has been changed, like, it's changed hands eight times at this point. 
And because Disney does not want to release it on streaming. They haven't wanted to release it on streaming because Disney knows that a Marvel movie will make an insane amount of money. And they have not had the greatest of success with their other brand new movies that they choose to charge for. Yeah. Because Disney charges $30 to see a movie on a subscription service that everyone already subscribes to. It's all really complex. Disney, I could go on for hours about the choices that Disney has made and their streaming service and their new movies. But Black Widow continues to be pushed aside. We're supposedly getting it in June of this year, right? Yeah, it's soon. Which is taking, like, they've moved all the other, like, five movies that were supposed to have come out already and they've pushed them all back into other movies, <laughs> movie slots. Yeah, the tail end of this year is going to be a ton of things like Shang-Chi and uh, there's one more film. There's... Multiverse, right? No, I thought that was next year. It's The tail end of this year is going to be crazy for Disney yeah. films. And it's none of the big, big people. It's the newer people or the smaller tiered heroes. But it's going to get a little crazy. And then next year's insane. We're getting all the sequels. Yeah. We're getting like uh, the third Spider-Man, the fourth Thor, the second Doctor Strange, and yeah, it's, the it's second getting, Black Panther. Yeah, and... it's, it's getting real crazy at the end. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so I feel bad for Ender the Fat Dragon money-wise. But Donnie Yen's still looking good. He's out here. Hopefully he's healthy. He'll make some more films. So they'll get their money back. So... Uh, do you have anything else to say about Into the Fat Dragon? No, go watch this movie. It's really, really good and really, really funny. Like, yeah. It's totally weird. I had a great time. I had a really big smile on my face watching it. So Yeah, I laughed so much. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. So, uh, if you had any other cool fun facts about Donnie Yen, you can tweet us at... Allentown Pod. We have an email, it is... Allentownpresents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at... Allentown Presents. So this is one of the first separate films that we're doing with martial arts, martial arts. Uh, the the Spicy Boys this Sunday we're gonna be doing a ton of them, some really good ones. Uh, surprisingly, a lot of minority martial arts films. We'll see if we'll keep that trend going. Soon enough, we won't. Uh, actually, I don't know if we're gonna have just a straight white guy doing work. Let's not. I think they're all colored people. They're all darker than Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> I think. Uh, for all the picks, so uh, it's great. There are a lot of people that aren't straight white that can kick people in the head. And surprisingly, anybody can kick anybody in the head and make it look good. You don't have to be John Clyde Van Damme, even though he's not even American. But uh, no, it's really cool stuff out there. I'm very excited for this year. Uh, and then the next couple of months are like comic books, anime. It's We're getting to the, the nitty gritty good shit. And like I said, every month we're getting closer and closer. The Halloween Screamathon, third annual, so I'm very pumped for that. Uh, I've already picked out some films that are going to be in it, so it's going to be some good stuff. It's an extensive list. Yes, it never gets smaller because movies keep coming out. Yeah. Uh, really cute one. Psycho Gorman. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. Psycho Gorman. Oh, it's going to be so good. So, uh, for everybody here at Allentown Presents, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back very soon with another film. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.